The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Freediving is one of the world's deadliest extreme sports. It's very simple. The deepest dive wins. You've got to swim the length of a 70 story skyscraper. Three, two, one. Freediving is an extreme sport. And extreme sports have extreme consequences. Oh, one more. I'm Alessia Zacchini and I'm from Italy. Even when she was young, Alessia had some supernatural power with freediving. She wanted to become the deepest woman in the world. Steve had this massive reputation as the best safety diver ever. If a diver wants to feel secure, they're very happy diving with someone that they're familiar with. He believed in Alessia, and so he started training with her. Alessia and Steve, they had a very special connection. Hey, hello. It was just a really good match. <laughs> it's an amazing lady. She's going to win the World Championships. Alessia was after the world record, so she was going to push her limits. She wanted to be better than the best freediver ever. When you push close to a limit, a lot can go wrong. That is a trailer for a documentary which is launched on Netflix today called The Deepest Breath. And it is one of the most powerful documentaries you're going to see in a long, long time. The director is Irish and involved in this is the story of an Irish freediver as well, Stephen Keenan. Uh, Laura McGann, though, the director, is with me now. Laura, good morning and congratulations. Good morning, Pat. Thanks for having me in here. Oh, what a movie. Watching the opening sequence, I mean, I'm holding my breath looking at uh, freedivers going down. But maybe we start at the very beginning. What is freediving? Who does it? And how did you become fascinated by it? Well, um, in a nutshell, freediving is when you hold your breath and you put your head under the water. And you, in, in this case of the, this film, they go down and they dive deep down into the sea. You can also do it in the bath. You know, you just need to hold your breath and, and be in the water. But in our... Uh, I feel like saying, please do not try this at home. Do not try this at home. It's always, you have to do it with a buddy at least. Um, so freediving is is diving as deep as you can and competitive freediving um, is that the deepest diver in a competition wins. Yeah. Um, now, now, how long might you be holding your breath in a typical competition? So you could be anywhere from, it depends on how deep you're going, two and a half, three and a half minutes, um, for a, maybe a hundred meter dive. Now a hundred meter dive, you know, these are the the elite of the elite athletes are doing this kind of depth. Um, watching the free divers and they go down and uh, you, you know they make it maybe to the bottom and you know that's not even the half of it. They've got to get back up again, and all of this time, their heart rate is slowing. Um, there may be their brain is not working as clearly as it should be going. They're coming to the top and they can see because at 100 metres is quite dark down there. The sunlight is not penetrating, but they're coming near the top and 
within a meter or two of the top, they can get into trouble. Yeah, it's it's kind of the opposite to what you would think. You would think that being down at a hundred meters, you'd be in more danger. But like you said, it's it's usually in the last ten meters of a dive that your your body starts to realize as your lungs inflate again that you haven't got as much oxygen as it thought. And so you when you're down out. there, the pressure of uh, underwater presence means that your lungs don't inflate. But as the pressure becomes less closer to the surface, your lungs expand and it tells your brain, "Uh uh-uh, you need to breathe and you need to do it now or else you'll pass out. And of course, some people do pass out. Yeah, so you're 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 running out of oxygen basically. So as you go down, your lungs compress to the size of your fist, and as you're coming back up, then they they inflate again, um, or or they at least get bigger to the no- go back to the normal size, yeah. and then your brain realizes that it hasn't got as much oxygen. It's called a blackout, and it can last for a couple of seconds, or it can last for a little bit longer. But usually, people come around quite quickly. How did you come across this? So I read about Stephen and Alessia um, in the Irish Times. This is a love story. This is a story of like two people who were just seemed destined to to come together and do like incredible things, which they do. Um, it's um, I read about I read about. Well, tell, I, tell us separately about the two individuals first. Um, I mean. Uh, Stephen was a, a, a safety diver, which, and you can explain that, and Alessia was the competitor. Sure. So, so um, Alessia is an Italian freediver and we follow her story as she's growing up. She's got this dream, 13-year-old girl, um, this dream of being a famous freediver. And she's looking up to this Russian diver who, who can dive to 100 metres. Um, she competes in the pool initially and um, she beats all the grown men and, and they say, OK, look, you can't compete. Um, you have to wait until you're 18. So they impose this rule. And Alessia puts her head down and trains and trains and trains and then arrives on the on the stage as an 18 year old. And the story beats, goes, beats goes from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Stephen, on the other hand, is from Dublin and he was... Um, he uh, decided to go travelling really early on, I think, like after college. Um, just uh, it was travelling, but to the extreme. You know, he he did he did it on his own, first of all, um, Australia, Asia, North America, South America, and then all over Africa. And he also taped himself as he as he went. Um, he travelled, as Peter, um, his dad, puts it, with great thought and seriousness. He really went to places that are off the beaten track, on a shoestring, um, and and really kind of experienced um, what was out there. And then he meets Alassia. Yeah, well, then he get, he ends up in Dahab in Egypt, where he discovers a place called the Blue Hole. And that's where this film kind of, um, the, the culmination of the film happens. And uh, the Blue Hole is a hundred metre sinkhole just off the coast of Egypt and down at about 50 metres there's a tunnel it's called the Arch and through the tu- it's a 30 metre 30 metre tunnel and and that's one of the most kind of challenging um, challenging free dives you can do exactly yeah now we won't do any spoilers um, except to say that it is a riveting movie I mean it's it's absolutely uh, gripping. Um, you had to kind of piece together actuality with archive 
Uh, because clearly when Alassie was a young person, I mean, you weren't around taking movies of her. So wasn't. you had to p- piece it all together. Yeah, this film is made up of like, there's a, there's hundreds of providers of archive from, you know, Stephen's own family to Alessia's family to, um, you know, radio producers uh, Michal Holmes is a radio producer who used to be with RTE I know, he I know actually, Michal, yeah. Well without Michal this film wouldn't be possible because Michal um, recorded about 12 hours of audio with Stephen um, and that was the when, when Peter showed me that I met with Michal and Peter really early on in this um, process and they gave me these tapes and without these recordings there'd be no film now, uh, it is uh, on Netflix, as I mentioned, but it also featured at Sundance. So yeah. the word got out very quickly that this was something special. Well, you know, uh, what you do when you make a film is you apply to these festivals and, and to get into somewhere like Sundance is an absolute dream come true. Actually, when they rang me to say, I didn't know what they were going to say. And, and he said, oh, this is... Um, such and such from Sundance and we're just letting you and I didn't hear him properly and I thought I don't maybe he said you didn't get in so I so I he's saying you are invited to Sundance or we and I, to- I didn't want <laughs> to make a fool of myself and say oh thanks very much because uh, I thought maybe he's ringing to say you didn't get in maybe I missed the didn't but in, uh, anyway it was it, it did get in and it was um, yeah it was incredible incredibly surreal like in Utah minus 20 degrees um, with our film, you know, it was it was amazing. But we also did quite a bit of like filming ourselves as well. Yeah. So we filmed in Dahab, we filmed in um, in the Bahamas at the at Vertical Blue competition, which is actually on at the moment. Um, and we also filmed in, in Mexico. So it was a real combination of like archive and yeah. underwater filmmaking, which was... And then Netflix wanted it? Yeah. Yeah, so um, we finished, so we made the film with A24. So um, I initially went to Jamie Dalton in um, in Motive uh, and Anne McLaughlin with this treatment. Um, and and we then went to John Batsik in Ventureland in the UK. And then as a team, we went then to A24 in the States and they funded the film. So we went ahead and made the film with them. And then when the film was finished, um, Netflix came on board to distribute it. Yeah. Um, What next? (laughs) What next? Well, I suppose today it's just launched on Netflix. So I got up this morning and as we were having our porridge, myself and uh, my toddler, Ivy, uh, turned on Netflix and saw it on the homepage. And uh, we took a little selfie with it. And yeah, that's that's today. And as for tomorrow, uh, yeah, I'm looking at a few other projects at the moment that... um, that are in development in their really early early stages. Yeah. Well, this one has certainly put you on the map. It's called The Deepest Breath. It is available from today on Netflix and its director, Laura McGann. Laura, thank you very much for joining us in the studio. Thank you so much, Pat. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.